Hello and welcome to the Arrow Helps Entrepreneurs Increase Visibility, Credibility, and Profitability show. Today we have a special guest to explore one of the most intriguing ideas of 2018 related to how the macho man Randy Savage has influenced the marketing genius of Gary Vaynerchuk. So I'd like to introduce today Mr. Kyle Burton. Would you like to introduce yourself, Kyle? Hey, what's going on, Errol? Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm Kyle Bird, uh, just a guy, just a marketer, just an entrepreneur, content creator uh, here in uh, Dallas, Texas area. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. Yeah, you've been doing a lot of things uh, really uh, online. I We kind of connected initially really via, uh, via LinkedIn from some of the content you've been uh, putting out there, I uh, believe really primarily from uh, Coffee with Kyle. Yeah, hey, yeah, I appreciate that, man. It's been uh, it's been a fun uh, a fun experience, and also just you know very um, educational and very informative that we've been able to just go out and get some of the top people to be on our show or get excerpts from people such as Gary Vee. So it's been it's been fun, man. We love it. We love the show. That's thanks, uh, that's thanks for watching. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I really. Uh, you know, excited to have you, uh, you know, on, on this podcast to talk a little bit. And yeah, I know the, the main focus is, is really to kind of explore this concept of Macho Pan, Randy Savage and Gary Vee. But I think really ultimately the reason to even discuss it is to talk a little more about branding uh, and marketing, maybe even talk a little more about content creation. Uh, it all kind of runs through and, and ultimately is, is related. So a really great topic to, you know, Kind of help a lot of people think through some things as we you know look at how to brand uh, online yeah dude absolutely absolutely that's what uh that's what it's about and i think that you know that's what people are looking for because marketing so i was just in a meeting with um i'm gonna shout him out with uh with Al- ali mirza here in uh plano frisco area and um something interesting facts came out about businesses but i think it also relates to just individuals too um 50 to 60 percent of companies don't even have a marketing team i just i couldn't believe that stat to be true but yeah they don't 50 to 60 percent of companies don't have a marketing team at all so you got the majority of businesses have don't have really have a clue what the you know what's going on in the marketing world they don't have a, they don't have a team they they outsource it or 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 whatnot so i think that's very interesting right yeah, no, absolutely. You know, the the probably the landscape for marketing has you know really been evolving and advancing at such a at such a high rate because of really just the way that people are engaging with content online and the way that the content is is being consumed and the whole approach to distributing the content uh, has just been evolving at such a rapid pace. And I think that larger companies, mid-sized companies. Uh, you know, small companies and people that are really kind of looking at getting into business. Uh, at this point, they're really just, I think, missing the boat uh, and, and not up to speed on a lot of these changes that are happening. Yeah, no, absolutely. Man. You hit the nail on the head there. It's just, you know, the, the internet is, you know, come to, to be what it is in 2018. And that is, if you aren't on it, you don't have a presence. If you're not, like, website's not, not enough, even though a um, surprising number of businesses still don't even have a website, uh, 
if you're not present, you don't exist. I mean, put it frankly. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it, it's definitely has changed so much, and I think that the the whole idea of the brand, you know, if you think of the, I guess of the of the website, and I guess probably what more business owners would be more familiar with now, the small business owners or mid size would be the idea of kind of uh, search engine optimization and the whole idea of maybe having the website so that maybe their their page might come up on certain results. Maybe they've maybe they're familiar with the you know the Google AdWords. Uh, but this whole concept of branding has just been taken to just a different different level and it's so much more now than really even just being searchable, but it's managing your your brand. And even as individuals at this point, uh, you know, not only just thinking about entrepreneurs or, you know, just established business owners is that, uh, you know, managing your brand and being accessible and, and being being able to kind of manage what your brand is. It's so critical. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. So, yeah, well, I, I guess the interesting thing, I guess, to kind of give a little a background on why I was you know, just super excited to be able to speak with you about this is that this whole idea with Macho Man uh, kind of came up from a really interaction really with, uh, with Gary Vee from him answering a question, uh, you know, that you had, you had posted and uh, you want to tell everybody a little bit more about about that? Yeah, so uh, the, the backstory there is uh, Gary Vee has uh, been talking about LinkedIn for the last what, uh, six months or so. I mean, it's kind of come out and it's not like specifically like coming out about it, but you know, he has been dropping little hints here about LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. And when he starts to say stuff about LinkedIn, you kind of pay attention. And um, we've seen it firsthand what's happening on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is evolving very, very, very rapidly from the sense of, you know, video was brand new. Now they're working on groups. Who knows what's going to come next? But this idea of video is kind of dominating the feed and and the algorithm. So if you've turned on LinkedIn, uh, in the last uh, month, couple months, weeks, day, you'll probably see videos in your feed, um, you know, which is entirely brand new. So, what what came out of that was Gary is now kind of diving fully. His team, at least, is kind of diving fully into LinkedIn. They've been like cross promoting YouTube stuff, but if you follow his uh, his page now, you're going to see that they're actually promoting. And I just noticed this like in the last week or so, they're actually pushing through native LinkedIn video now instead of pushing through the YouTube link. So this is like a, a two week old thing. But previous to that, uh, the date was, uh, what, I think it was April 20th. He um, came out with a LinkedIn AMA. So ask Gary anything on LinkedIn. So being copy with cows that we are and being that of Gary that we are, of course, we submitted our question, just like uh, about a thousand other people did. Um, our question was from our show. It's the espresso shot is what we call it. And that is simply put, if you could have a cup of coffee with any person who has ever lived but is no longer living, who would it be and what would you talk about over coffee? So we asked them that question. And, you know, we asked them that question in the in the LinkedIn comments. So to be specific, we asked them in the, in the comments there. And uh, much, to, much to my surprise, fast forward, fast forward a week, um, well, actually, sorry, back up a little bit. Uh, the other Kyle also submitted the question, and some uh-huh. of our some of our fans from the show, you know, they see our activity, they're following our activity. It's kind of weird that we have fans like that's 
well, that's another story. But anyway, some of our fans from the show went through and they commented on our comment and said, yes, Gary, you need to answer this question. This one, this one, this one. So, so many people uh, basically upvoted um, that that question. And next thing you know, fast forward a week, I uh, woke up and saw this video on LinkedIn. Um, about three minutes into the video, so Gary's answering questions from LinkedIn three minutes into the video. I hear our question being asked. So, and so put yourself in my shoes. I've been following Gary for uh, you know, probably what, three years at this point. And, you know, I've, I've, I've done this stuff before. I've reached out to before. I've asked questions. I've been a part of these things before, but you know, uh-huh. I, I, I never got picked, you know, it's cool. There's a lot of people that are trying to get, that are trying to get his attention. So, you know, I was like a, like a little schoolboy when, uh, when I heard, when I heard he him answer our question on the show and his answer was surprising to me, I think as it was to you. Um, it was, you know, he would he would drink coffee with his grandfather, who he didn't really get to spend much time with. But besides that, he would have coffee with he would have had coffee with Randy the Macho Man Savage, because his content inspired Gary V's content. Simply put. Yeah, and that was just something so unexpected. It was. You know, of all the things that. Of all the people, of all the things, and, you know, I, I was really struck by it, too, because I, I remember watching, you know, Macho Man and, uh, you know, the same time of Hulk Hogan and kind of like the the, the best time of, uh, of wrestling, at least, I don't know, maybe that's my perspective. But uh, in this case, it was just so interesting. I, I remember afterwards, I had, uh, found online in another one of the uh, segments that Gary had put out. You know, he actually had kind of referenced that as well. And he had, you know, uh, I think almost like a wrestling uh, figure uh, in some of the, you know, the, the, uh, some of the, some of the things he has in his office or there was actually a wrestling figure. And I want to say that it was, that was Macho Man. So the thing it, is, it, that is, it, it is, I went back and looked at it. It is. And I, I is that right? hadn't, even, hadn't even noticed it before, to be honest, but it's been in all of his videos. It's been sitting back there. <laughs> So this is like super interesting, I think, and why, you know, why I thought this would be so important to kind of really dig into. I mean, I think in, in his response to you, he, he almost even said, hey, that's something that maybe another time I would talk more about. Uh, but Gary Vee has really been sharing so much knowledge and his whole perspective on, on marketing. It's at, you know, it's such a different level from anybody else that's, as, as, that's really is as vocal as him. And he's sharing all this information. And if, you know, the macho man, Randy Savage, if his whole approach to his promos and just how he presented himself had that much of an impact, there, there's something legitimately of value in trying to understand what that is. Uh, now, do you have your own sort of thesis or idea as to, you know, why macho man impacted Gary so much? Yeah, so so got to be completely honest. Uh, millennial here. I didn't really spend too much time watching Randy the Macho Man Savage uh, sure. growing up, so I didn't really get to see a lot of this stuff live. Now, a- after the fact, fortunately, the thing about the internet right now is you go and search Randy the Macho Man Savage, you find a number of videos on YouTube. So, of course, I went and kind of watched some of those and kind of studied some of the behaviors that I see there. And here I see this, you know, and I don't understand the wrestling world. Um, but 
here I see this 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 gentleman up here. Um, you know, he's a showman. He's a showman. A lot of the stuff he's in flashy costumes and and you know promoting the show, promoting the show, trying to keep it interesting, trying to add uh, drama and trying to add action to this you know this show to to get hype around wrestling. But I see it. Like I, I the more I watch it, the more I see. I could see the Gary in, in this because just the way that Randy, like, you know, enunciates the words and how he's, um, the way he's communicating, like him as a communicator, just so animated, right? So that's what, that's the connection that I'm making is the, the kind of the way that Randy portrayed his message, how he got it out. Because it's like mesmerizing to watch. Like I found myself watching, you know, a couple hours of just, Randy just talking like just a ton of clips of him like talking to the camera talking to people on set and it's one of the things you can't really look away got it got it so the, just his overall presentation and the way he's dramatizing kind of his presentation of the story to kind of keep people engaged yeah so I, I mean like the more I think about it the more the more I watch it I'm thinking to myself wow Randy the Macho Man Savage is more than I mean, he's more than, you know, a wrestling. I understand that the wrestling was fake, right? It's all stage right. anyway. So he's he's an actor, right? But more than being an actor, he's a great storyteller, a really great storyteller, um, and able to deliver that message in a way that um, was entertaining and was something that people would stop and take notice of. And that's, that's the biggest the biggest uh, takeaway is that people would stop to take notice of this. Okay, and that that seems like it would relate so much to what's happening with social media and what's happening really with the consumption of content is, you know, it's it's all about storytelling. Branding, it, it's all about storytelling. You have to tell a story with the brand. So you see the brand and in your mind, in everybody's mind that knows the story, it just brings up an incredible amount of value that people internalize and um, taking a look at really with all this content that's being put out. Uh, we're all essentially now because of how much we're consuming, we have a fairly low attention span and we have access to so much content that in this case, it's really got to stand out and it has to have such a strong story. It has to stick in our minds. So I think maybe that that's uh, a connection there with, with the content when, what do you think about that? No, I couldn't agree with that more. Um, it's just about connecting the visuals to human emotion and getting, eliciting a human response. That's the key, is eliciting a response. So telling a story that can connect with, with emotions. Absolutely, absolutely. But one of the things with these wrestlers, so uh, so for, your, for yourself, Pastor, you never really watched uh, wrestling? No, not, not really, not so much. Uh, I remember uh, the one thing I do recall is uh, playing playing one of those wrestling games on, it was either Sega or what would it have, it would have been, been Super Nintendo or Sega at the time. That's, okay. That's about all I recall. Got it. Yeah, it was, you know, so I I remember when I was a kid, so I'm, I'm about 38, 39 right now. Uh, and uh, when, I was a, when I was a kid, probably, I don't know, 10 or 11, uh, maybe even just younger than that, I remember seeing, you know, Hulk Hogan around Hulk Hogan and these guys. 
and I was into it at that time. And I, I can't say that I really kept it up, uh, you know, you know, past my, you know, my early teens. Uh, but I, they definitely made such a big impression on me. I mean, at this point, even Hulk Hogan is like, Hulk Hogan is, is the man. And, uh, you know, in this case, the one thing though, is that I noticed over, over time is that for a lot of these wrestlers, like they, they have a sort of brand that they're pushing and they, you know, they are kind of in the spotlight and they have some type of story that sort of goes on for a bit. But then for a lot of them, the, the storyline just cuts out. Like these people are successful and they're in the spotlight for a bit. Uh, but it's, it's really very difficult to sort of maintain that brand. And there, there's a lot that's going into it, but uh, at the same time, they're putting so much into really creating this thing that we know essentially is not even, it's not even, you know, real, uh, but at the same time, they're really entertaining and they have this amazing brand. Yeah, yeah, so. no, exactly. Um, and, I, and I can see, I can see like some of the, some of the ones that did stand out, like the Hulk Hogan, uh, Randy the Macho Man Savage, uh, who's another one that stood out, you know, um, there's, a, there's quite a few, right? Of the characters, yeah, yeah. characters from that world that stood out. So like, what is, what is the thing that they did differently that's that's the question was it just was it just the story did they just have a better story did they understand how to communicate that story better or did they simply find a way to draw in an audience and connect with that audience yeah you know that's a that, that is a good question about really how to connect uh, you know, I guess that there's a lot of ways to kind of grab attention and put information out. And, um, you know, I guess if we're thinking of content and marketing and branding, uh, there's a lot of different factors that kind of go into it. And so how to make that connection and get people to sort of buy in and want to see more. And I guess kind of thinking of the community that that, that, that builds, like the, the importance of building a community around a brand to where people have some type of real emotional connection to it and want to um, kind of hear more of the story and actually internalize it and take ownership of the meaning of that. Uh, so there, there must be something different about how some of these, these wrestlers, for example, were kind of able uh, able to do that. Uh, that must relate to um, overall, you know, marketing and uh, branding in general. Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't agree more. So I guess you could equate it to the fact that uh, Randy the Macho Man Savage, along with a couple other key wrestlers like the Hulk, um, they leveraged the channel was the WWF at the time, right? That's what it was called at the right. time. Yeah, the Worldwide Federation of Wrestling. Right. Uh, wrestling, yeah. So they leverage that channel to spread the, the to create community around that channel. So that channel was their community. So anybody who resonated with wrestling within that community, they found a way to stand out. You know that that is a great observation. So really thinking of that channel, uh, which really had a but that organization had the channel uh, on the television. They were able to go and kind of promote that uh that content uh you know the the wrestlers are really kind of the content creators uh and from there 
the you know people were you know paying to go see these and watching on TV, uh, which essentially was the 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 place to consume the content. But then thinking of it more broadly, you know, there's a lot of people, for example, that really were not consuming that or didn't don't really care too much for the wrestling world. And so uh, the scope the scope of really the um, I guess the scope of the community is, is kind of you know limited and lost to a large a large amount of people. Uh, but yeah, there it sounds like there there would definitely be a bigger lesson thinking now about all these other social platforms and and just ways to um, to put out content that probably if we're thinking of all of these you know like the majority of the, the businesses are out there that don't have the uh, marketing departments. Uh, they probably don't necessarily have that same concept of being able to get their content uh, or, or brand within these different uh, different sort of uh, networks to be able to distribute content. Right, and I think for that, um, a lot of people, a lot of companies, they're still so focused on on the what. Like, what do we create? What, what do we put out there? They're concerning themselves with in my in my opinion, micro, you know, micro, micro uh, facets of you know what, like, of the results. So like, what are we going to put out there? What are we going to produce? But they're not thinking of the long term effect. And what they need to be thinking of is, okay, um, let's let's put out a minimum viable product, an MVP. Uh, let's start something. Let's improve it week by week by week. Let's get on a consistent schedule of, hey, we're going to do this. Um, an example would be uh, a client we were just, uh, just talking to. They're, they started promoting a video of their employees once per week on YouTube and on Facebook. Basically, they would just sh- showcase that employee, interview that employee for, you know, what's their, what's their personal life like? What's their work life like? And, yeah, that wasn't actually... Um, a marketing generate like a revenue generating video per se however what sure. started to happen though this is where this is where the craziness comes into it where the marketing side meets the longe- longevity factor of the big picture and that is these employees started to um, surround themselves and create their own community they started to feel more connected at work they started to feel um, more connected to each other so the videos on on YouTube were were only you know they're only they're kind of just there as a placeholder, but then the videos were also broadcast to Facebook, where a community was formed out of nothing. So out of nothing, a community was formed, and as a result of that, um, they launched an ad for uh, an employ- unemployment ad to seek you know um, for uh, another job to put out there, and it was an ad. But how often have you seen an ad that was shared about 500 times? Like shared. Who shares an ad? Who shares ads right. on Facebook? This ad was shared five, over 500 times. And it was an ad for a job. Because of the community that they created by making videos for the previous couple of months before leading up to that ad. Because they built a community around that. So I guess the point there is the message there is... Uh, not to focus so much on the micro little details of what we're actually going to do. Turn on the camera, record something of value, and put it out there. Like, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Uh, the, the content's here today, gone tomorrow. It does stay there forever, but uh, a lot of social media is a feed. So 
you'll see it and then it'll be gone. Um, so focus on just creating, you know, you want to be on brand as much as you can, but you can always redefine your what. You just got to get it out there and just be present. The, the simple yeah. things, the simple things to, to you and I, the simple, um, you know, like interviewing an employee of your company, like that, that might sound so simple, so mundane to some people, but you'd be surprised at how that message could help somebody else or people actually want to watch that. Sure, sure, sure. Now, and as the, in terms of for your, your focus has primarily been uh, leveraging uh, video, has that kind of been uh, the main focus for a lot of the content that you gravitated towards trying to, trying to create? Uh, I am. I started off writing. I'm. I'm not a writer uh, at all. Uh, I learned that very quickly. Um, just you know, in terms of you know, I don't. I don't want to do it every day. I don't want to write. I mean, I can, but for me right now, it's 100% video and audio. Video and audio is my game. But I would tell people find out what you're comfortable with, and if you can, do all three. So. You know, every piece of content you have, you, there's some writing involved or some copy beforehand. So, yes, it's the answer is all three. So all three forms of content need to be the focus. But video, video, video. If you're good on camera, um, then, then turn the camera on. And you just it takes, takes some time to figure out uh, what you're good at. You know, it's not, not for everybody. Sure. And, and, I'm not, I'm now, not, and I'm not saying that I am good on camera. Uh, I'm just saying... That's what I feel more. I feel most comfortable on camera, so I feel it. So therefore, I do it. Mm-hmm. No, that's uh, that's good. Well, I, th- I think too with a lot of these uh, with a lot of these things that you know nobody's going to be perfect at whatever form of work or whatever expression that they're trying to do. They're just not going to be they're not going to be perfect uh, until they've done it many, 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 many times. They're still not going to be perfect. But ultimately, every time that you're you're trying to produce something, uh, there's going to be something that's that's good with it that other people will appreciate. And, you know, if you're consistent with it, at least you can work on getting something that more consistently is uh, of value to more, to more people. Um, so I think that that's a, uh, that's a part to it. Exactly. And, and I will say this, um, the reason why I'm so bullish on video and why I stick to it and stick to my, my consistency with it is because, um, the community that I've built around me, that just the support that they have, uh, and then, you know, tying it back to business for one second selfishly because people are going to always ask, hey, what's the ROI of social media? What's the ROI of doing video? Um, usually they're, usually that's, uh, much, that's pretty difficult to, to figure out. But in my case, uh, maybe I, it's happenstance or I lucked into it, but, but my first video that I ever, ever, ever produced on YouTube, you can go look it up. It's called Four Reasons for SD-WAN. It's nice to compare the before and after. I was very nervous on video and didn't really know what I was doing. But that video, out of out of the 200 views that that video got, one of those views was from one of my ideal clients at a Fortune 10 company. Hit me up on LinkedIn immediately after watching the video and asked me to consult for them uh, on a very large consulting project. So that's why that's why I stress to people, you know. Find, find something that you can do and do it. Uh, find a way to get your message out there and get the message out there. You got to be present to win. If you're not present, then somebody else is going to get that opportunity. 
yeah, you know, I like I like that you brought up the ROI of you know of activities and the ROI of, of social media. Uh, in this case, I would like to share on that that too. That you know, for myself, a lot of the activity that I've done, and I've been pushing very much at trying to produce a lot of content and focus on LinkedIn. Um, and it's definitely been a question as to you know why push so much to have a focus really online uh, and I don't really have a lot of other people that are directly around me that uh, have really been been doing that uh, and then what I've seen is kind of a, a progression of you know with all the activity and all the connecting with people that there are a lot of things that come out that in this case you know myself I'm not currently really looking at trying to solicit um, solicit paid uh, paid business I'm not at the moment I'm not trying to do anything like that. Uh, really just trying to uh, produce content, build connections, try to help other people. Uh, and in this case, from what I've seen, uh, there's been a lot of results uh, specifically from that that have come up that are creating a lot of incredible opportunities. I wouldn't be able to say right now, hey, this is exactly how much monetarily I've benefited from it. Um, but for example, I was invited to do a Facebook, uh, Facebook, Live, uh, Facebook Live interview. Uh, here in the next uh, probably two weeks on June June 10th, uh, I was invited to do a podcast uh, for Christian entrepreneurs uh, that will be happening in July. Uh, and outside of that, I've just been having really almost a, an unending number of appointments with people doing some really amazing things. And you know that in this case, I would say is you know showing a lot of really results from the activities and and connecting that can result in a lot of incredible opportunities that just wouldn't really be there without just being proactive with trying to provide helpful content and connect with people. And I think that the example of uh, what happened with your community, really kind of communicating to Gary Vee to say, hey, answer this, answer this, answer this, that produced, you know, an incredible sort of result, you know, for you that without that community, you know, may not have, have happened. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, you said something earlier, um, basically sums up to uh, you're not self-promoting. And I think that's I think that's a key in marketing now, because how often do you stop when you see an ad about, hey, for only nine ninety nine, you can buy this thing right now. This thing is going to change your life. Like how often does, do people actually stop and watch that stuff? Listen to that. You know, no offense, garbage anymore. Um we become immune to it because it's, you know, marketers ruin everything. You know, this is not my idea. This is Gary's idea. This is a lot of other people's ideas, but market marketers ruin everything. So once upon a time, that video would have been perfect, but 2018, that video does nothing anymore. That video falls flat on its face. We see right through it. And when I say we, I'm talking about all of us, not just millennials. Uh, I'm talking about all of us as a society. We see right through it. Uh, you know, it's just kind of like, uh, you know, it's just like, just like driving down the street and there's a tree, there's another tree, there's another tree. Like we see, we've seen this stuff so often that it's, we don't see it anymore. We just tune it out. But when we're scrolling through our feed and we see somebody who looks authentic, who's just picking up the camera and just talking to the camera, just like you and I are having a conversation now, not rehearsed. We're just, we're just ebbing and flowing and just having a great time try to get value out there. That's where the beauty is of, of this whole thing. That's where the magic happens right there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think I have one more 
question. If there's other ideas that you wanted to discuss, be happy to. Uh, you know, focus for me really a lot has been helping entrepreneurs via LinkedIn. And a lot of the, uh, the messaging that I'm putting out there is really related to getting more results out of LinkedIn. So there's a good chance that probably a lot of people listening to the podcast, uh, that's a, a focus, you know, for them, you know, as well. And so you mentioned something really sort of interesting in terms of Gary Vee speaking about LinkedIn and sort of this overall change that's happening in LinkedIn. And I'd like to say that I you know, recognize that. And I've noticed before, for example, that Gary Vee hasn't spoken as much about LinkedIn as, say, Instagram and, say, uh, say Facebook. And at the same time, uh, those conversations and that type of focus is has changed uh, o- over time. And it almost seems as if through LinkedIn that it's poised to develop one into having, I think, influencers that may be similar to having the same impact for distribution as on, say, uh, Instagram uh, and really the, um, you know, the overall potential to target messaging and just uh, just overall growth because of how dormant a lot of the professionals are currently on LinkedIn um, and some of the new capabilities are rolling out. So I, I that that's the frame of, of reference that I have when I think about LinkedIn and some of the growth potential uh, and where LinkedIn might be, say, in a year from now, it, it really could be something different. And I wonder what your thoughts are specifically on, you know, that length of time for, say, LinkedIn to maybe mature to a certain point. Uh, any, any other thoughts that you, you could share to kind of talk oh, more yeah. on? Yeah, you've, just something I could talk about all day. Uh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn right now, um, you know, LinkedIn's been around for a while, right? But uh, in the past recent years, they were purchased by Microsoft, right? So I don't know if a lot of people realize that or connect the dots. They are purchased by Microsoft. So, you know, of course, Microsoft being Microsoft, they're going to come in and change a couple things, right? Tweak some things around. Um, and here we see, you know, LinkedIn video really spurred um, things into action this past summer. LinkedIn video, I would equate that um, as close as possible to, say, YouTube 2005, right? So YouTube 2005, when YouTube just kind of started coming out and getting big, um, people started to get on there. Um, you, if, if, your kids, if your kids come to you today and say, hey, I want to be a YouTuber when I grow up, um, that's not as big, that's not a... Yeah, that's, that's more acceptable now, today, than maybe it was five years ago even. Because it's been a proven business model, right? YouTube works. It's a proven business model. So what I mean by LinkedIn being YouTube 2005 is that that's how early we are on this boat. But, but change is constant and change is accelerating. Change is the only constant. So uh, a month from now, LinkedIn video will probably be YouTube 2006. So it's not going to take as long as it took YouTube to get from there to here. So that's my point is that LinkedIn video, yes, LinkedIn itself, LinkedIn video, the opportunity is there. I think we're going to start to see um, a, lot of the, a lot of the big name celebrities, a lot of the big, bigger YouTubers. I think we're going to start to see them um, make a slight shift and we're going to start to see them have a presence on LinkedIn that's already happening. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that. And the content quality game is just going to go through the roof on LinkedIn. That's yeah, it's, my I think there's a lot of people that would just. That, that's great. Yeah, I, 
I think there would be a lot of people very surprised with a lot of the content that is being put out. And that's interesting that, yes, I, the whole idea of other people to uh, kind of gravitate more uh, to have the experience with the content to come come there. Um, one thing I've, I've noticed, too, is the, um, the use of hashtags seems like it's changing also, where I know, for example, that on you know Twitter, for example, has apparently become more of a, a search engine uh, that provides really relevant information. And the hashtags, I think the usage on LinkedIn has um, maybe not had the the right type of uh, you know focus, but it looks like they're uh, really shifting the focus to try to have it be more of a place to where content could be more easily searched for, which I would think would kind of make an impact also on uh, really what can be done on LinkedIn. Yeah, no, absolutely. So that, that's, you know, there's, there's a couple of drawbacks to like, you know, LinkedIn is a B2B platform. It's, it's not YouTube. It's not supposed to be YouTube, but I make some parables here, some similarities because, you know, video is video. So video on LinkedIn it's you can't put it in like a channel like you can't just go click on kyle bird's profile and you can't find all my videos right there you have to kind of dig and search to find them or or you play the hashtag game so you look up a hashtag like you know my personal one hashtag catch kyle that way i, I know that all my videos are under that or hashtag coffee with kyle so that's kind of the reason why the name of the show is hashtag coffee with kyle is so that it's searchable so that's yeah the hashtags are everything hashtags are everything on linkedin just like they are on twitter uh just like they are on instagram so uh, not so much on youtube but youtube has tags a little bit differently so the hashtag game is real on on linkedin for sure well very good well kyle do you have uh, any other any other thoughts or anything that that comes to mind to i guess speak about or, or share regarding uh I guess, marketing, branding, LinkedIn, YouTube, anything that yeah, comes to mind for thing, you? Yeah, just for, uh, for, for the audience out there. Uh, I would just say that, hey, look, if you guys are sitting on the sidelines and, you know, it's, it's overwhelming. You look at it into the sea of social media. Um, I, I call it shiny object syndrome. Like, you, you just, you know, where do I start? What do I focus on? I would just say start small, start simple. Find a community of people that you, that you feel like you want to belong to and go around and start watching what they do. Go around and start watching their videos. Um, go like their videos. Go comment on their videos. That's where the true connection happens. This podcast between Errol and I happened because we connected in the comments of a video. So that's what I would say. It's all about the human-to-human -human connection. Um, that, is, that is key. So go out there, find a community, and go become a part of it. And don't, don't hide in the background. Go right, right there, front and center, like that video, go comment on that video, and say hello, introduce yourself, ask for help, ask a question. Uh, all of us that are creating content out there, we're human beings just like you. We're no, we're no different. We're not special. We're just putting ourselves out there. We're here to help you. Just ask. That, that's great. And so so from here, too, uh, what we'll do... Uh, you know, in the uh, the details for the podcast, so definitely make sure that we put you know good contact information for you, uh, so that should anybody you know want to reach out and have questions about you know content or marketing uh, online, they have a you know an easy way to contact you. Um, and I think you mentioned really the hashtag that you have, and that's consistent across pretty much all platforms if they want to yeah, find your content. Now, hashtag Kyle. So 
hashtags are a way to find people. They're a way to find ideas. Uh, they're a way to keep connecting. Okay, great. All right, Carl. Well, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for uh, for joining us on the on the podcast. I really really appreciate your time, and I think this was uh, was a helpful uh, you know helpful piece of content to put together. And you know, look forward to seeing more of what you do and, and right, connect more so in the much, future. Darryl. This has been fun. Appreciate it. Absolutely, right. Kyle. Take care. All right. Take Bye. care. Yep. Bye.